there's a chapter that says authenticity takes courage and even when you think you're being authentic there's room to think again your business in it is an expression of who you are you know you don't want to be a machine doing things you don't really like i love holding the belief that life is fun you know that life is an adventure i believe that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience and that our purpose in life is to spread love. I just want to see life in in grace. Um, maybe your valley right now is somebody's mountain to conquer. Life for me really is living every second without asking for anyone else's permission. Vulnerability has always been my strongest suit. What's your passion? What makes you wake up every morning? What keeps you up at night? What values do you believe in? What problems do you want to solve? Lastly, what makes you, you? Good day, everyone. This will probably come as a shock to many, but our guest for today put up her own company when she was just 15 years old. She was, by the way, one of Marketing in Asia's 70 rising personalities on LinkedIn in the Philippines that you should follow in 2020. This young woman developed a love for coding at a very young age and eventually got inspired to pursue a career in tech. But because of the lack of female tech role models, she discovered the mission to empower other women to harness the power of technology and ultimately close the gender gap in the tech industry. So in 2016, WeTech was born, and WeTech stands for Women in Technology. Today, she is now an incoming freshman at Stanford University and the founder and executive director of WeTech, a nonprofit organization based in the Philippines that aims to educate, inspire, and empower the youth to make a difference and break gender barriers using technology. Friends, let's all welcome Audrey Pe. Hi, Audrey. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be my guest. So, yeah, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. I'm pretty sure um, our listeners are eager to learn more about you. So, yeah, can you tell us a bit about yourself and tell us about, you know, your passion and the work that you do? And also, you know, now, um, now that you're uh, a student in Stanford, tell us about your journey. No problem, no problem. So, hi to everybody listening. My name is Audrey Pear. I am 19 years old, an incoming freshman at Stanford, where I plan to major in science, technology, and society. That's basically an interdisciplinary course that studies the intersections of STEM and the humanities. I'm also the founder and executive director of WeTech, that, as Jen mentioned, is a nonprofit dedicated to closing not just the gender gap in tech, but also the tech access gap that exists in many places like the Philippines. Overall, my journey with WeTech has led me to some pretty crazy places. I've been able to speak on stages like TEDx stages, the UN, and I'm really grateful to have been able to sort of find this cheesy as it sounds calling at a very young age. So my journey 
talaga really starts at in the classroom and specifically in the middle school classroom where I discovered coding for the first time. My teacher decided to go completely off curriculum and that was when I was introduced to this coding game. When I asked if we would be learning programming further, I learned that it's not part of the curriculum. So that's why I went online and just self-studied using tutorials there. And through discovering technology from that perspective and really engaging with it further, I started to also realize that there were very few female role models in my life at that time in the tech industry. So when I thought of role models in tech, I thought of people like Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Elon Musk. So basically middle-aged white guys that I had very little in common with. And I really wanted to change that perception of technology and really normalize not just like women in STEM role models, but Filipina in STEM role models. So that's what really catalyzed Meetag as a blog in 2016. And fast forward to 2019, we've really adapted to the needs of our community. We hosted the first Women in Tech conference for students and by students in the Philippines in partnership with Accenture. And we have a Women in Tech Teach program that was launched after noticing that a lot of the participants at our conferences and our events really came from middle to upper class backgrounds that could people that could engage with technology because they had the infrastructure, the Wi-Fi and the laptops at home to do so. And our Women in Tech Teach program has since brought tech to 100 the students in low-income communities that otherwise would not have had access to tech education. So in a nutshell, we're really building a future where all youth, regardless of their gender or socioeconomic status, have access to tech and the potential to use it for social good. That's really amazing, Audrey. Well, you've, you've pretty much already covered um, uh, the second question. So yeah, because I was supposed to ask you, you know, if 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 you if there's a b- bigger problem that you'd like to solve um, in in doing the work that you do. So yeah, thank you, thank you so much for sharing that. This time, Audrey, I'd I'd like to try to dig a little deeper, be a little personal, <laughs> if you will. Um, I'm just curious, and I'm pretty sure our listeners would like to know about this as well. Was there ever a moment in your life where you, let's say, really wanted to achieve or have something, but you know it wasn't going to be easy, but still did it anyway? I guess, you know, if in this case it's WeTech, I mean, how? what was your journey like back then? Can you also probably share what your struggles were and how you were able to overcome them? I really like this question, Jen, because I can specifically hone in on the fact that I never planned for WeTech to become this like global nonprofit with 12 different chapters in six different countries around the world. Like I, I never anticipated for this to happen because it was so, I think, scary for me initially, like the idea of launching something. Because I did not know, like at the age of 15, any other person that had their own nonprofit, let's just like a young person that started their own nonprofit. So, really, I didn't have like the role models at that time. So, it made the entire like concept of beginning something, whether it was the blog or the org as a whole, like really scary. And I'm really glad that I pushed through with it and I didn't listen to the voice inside my head that was saying that, oh, I'm too young to be doing this. And I'm glad that I listened to the louder voice that said that I have to do something because it was really like an itch almost, like the need to do something to help solve this problem, this gender gap in technology, because tech is being heralded as the future and was very much 
already heralded as the future in 2016, like I felt like it was so inherently unfair that this future was not inclusive of everybody. And so I guess that also really intersects in the kind of the bigger picture of what I want to do in the future, like really help build that inclusive, diverse tech space. And I know that that is a very scary thing, to, or that's a really intimidating thing to really want to help solve because it's such an intersectional, such a wide, widespread, multifaceted issue. But ultimately, the way that I don't feel that same anxiety that I used to about starting something, about running this organization, like I, I, I feel much less of that pressure now because I, I know that I have like 150 other people with me in this organization that are as like dedicated and that are willing to put in like their time and effort. So really remembering that I have a team with me on this journey has made everything so much more enjoyable and so much more, I guess, rewarding at the same time. That's really great. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious, Audrey, although I know this, um, um, this is not included in the questions that I sent you, but you know, just for people to also uh, get to know not just what WeTech is all about, but also what kind of people there are in WeTech. I mean, in, in terms of culture, I mean, aside from the fact that you're into innovation and technology, can you, you know, can you describe the culture of, of WeTech? I mean, being, um, being of course, the leader of, of the organization. For sure, for sure. So WeTech can be summed up or our community can be summed up as individuals that inherently believe in the principle of equality. That's something that we screen all our applicants based on. We, we make sure that every single person that joins our organization knows that this isn't just this one-time project. This is going to be really like a commitment to furthering opportunities for everybody. People with especially like different backgrounds from ourselves and just making sure that the future that we build in technology, the 50-50 that we build in tech is a socioeconomically diverse 50-50. And that one person, for example, in the team could have a very different background kind of story as a whole as another person on the team. And that's like the beauty of it, I think. Like as much as I really know that most of our work is based in the Philippines and we've just opened chapters around the world this this January 2020, our team can really, like what really ties all of these diverse people together is that belief that tech should be equitable, should be inclusive. And that's something that is just so inherent to the WeTech identity. Like we have people as young as 14 years old and as quote unquote old, I guess, as 22. And really like all of these people then seeing them in group meetings seeing them bonding together like it's the best feeling like knowing that somehow like I had a part in making that possible like that's what makes me like so happy and that's what keeps me going really that's really awesome thank you for sharing that so this time around um yeah as I said I'll try to get a little more personal to know your story this time uh, was there ever a moment when Audrey ever felt vulnerable can you share with us with us that moment and what was the story that you learned from it oh Jen so many moments where I've been vulnerable especially during my senior year in high school because for context I attended or I went to a high school wherein I did the international baccalaureate program so it's like this pre-college program wherein if you score high enough 
at the end of like this test after two years like you can get college credit so it's quite an intense course load and then I was managing we tech full-time I was doing extracurriculars like tennis student council Mondo UN and I was filling out college applications to Stanford and quite similar schools so that was a very like intensive process and there would just be moments in my senior year of high school where I would just break down and I would cry when I got home or I'd cry like sometimes during school breaks in the like bathroom stalls because I would just be so exhausted and those were really moments wherein I had to remind myself like things will get better like this stress this kind of like internal pressure I'm putting on myself because I'm the type of person that feels like she needs to do everything at 110 percent like I told myself that like these tough moments and these will pass and it's really important I think to normalize conversations about that like the not so glamorous side of the founder's story because I think when we talk about founders especially like those teen founders such as myself like there's really this tendency to like focus on I guess like the achievements the press the the stats of the nonprofit, but there are a lot of moments where I just like needed to like cry it out because of exhaustion because I only got like four to five hours of sleep the night before. But it really genuinely never occurred to me to give up on WeTech because to me like WeTech is a priority and school, yes, it's also a priority, but that's also another reason why I took a gap year because I really needed to give WeTech the 110% energy that it deserved before like going to school and having to like balance academics with a nonprofit all over again. So in short, like senior year was rough, but as a whole, like I think being vulnerable and really not having it all together, like there are just going to be so many moments of, of that of like that, I think, in any founder's story. And that was that was my moment, crying on the bathroom floor of my high school. <laughs> Thank you for, you know, sharing that side because you know not not all not all people would admit it's like they would always have to you know to either smile or 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 put out a straight face something like that so thank you for sharing that so this time after having gone through what you've gone through you know with your life in school um with the with the struggles in WeTech and now with the pandemic can you tell us this time about the lens that you're looking through in your life right now basically what is life for Audrey today that is a really good question Zen so my lens kind of that I use right now it, it it it's varied not not gonna lie it's 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 varied really throughout this gap year because at the beginning it was really like just work 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 and just going at this really fast pace when I was jumping from meeting to meeting giving talks just getting work done and then this pandemic happened and suddenly I have to take a pause and everything gets shifted online and all my talks become virtual or get cancelled so really like now especially like a week and a half into quarantine here in the US, I've I've come to just view everything with the lens of gratitude, as cheesy I think as that sounds. Like I feel like I feel like there's so much despite how crazy like the world's hap- like the world is right now, there's still so much to be grateful for. There's still so much I think 
a YouTuber I watch called Andre the Jade talks about this. There's so much casual magic that still happens in the world. And I try to really focus on that. And this concept of casual magic is basically like appreciating the super little things in life. Because when they all coalesce together, they add into like this really just like positive mindset. And for me, like casual magic means appreciating things like a really pretty like sunset outside your window or the fact that you and your friend got to do a quick FaceTime call and just catch up on each other other's lives or maybe like thinking back to that really good meal that you had earlier in the day um, and that's really like the lens that I apply on my day-to-day life like instead of always like looking at the next big thing which I think is a, a tendency for a lot of us founders to have like always looking at that mal- milestone looking for that kind of benchmark of success like I try to take things day by day and really just appreciate the little things like that's my lens yes yes and thank you thank you for um for sharing those beautiful imagery because yeah and also at the end of the day you know we should if we're giving as much importance to the destination we should also give equal importance to the journey and enjoying you know um um, these simple things is really a big thing so yeah now for my uh I'm now down to my last two questions, and this is one of my favorites. If you were to describe yourself in one word, Audrey, what would that word be? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Hmm. If I were to describe myself in one word, I would have to say that I am ambitious. Like that's something that I have really learned about myself early on, whether it's through WeTech or just kind of, even before WeTech actually, like my parents would always joke that I was always really like ambitious, really into planning, very type A. But I saw this quote by an author that I really admire. Her name's Reshma Saljani. And she said that, we should be teaching girls to be more unapologetically ambitious because I think like usually the connotation right of being ambitious isn't so great but I've learned to really like embrace that and embrace that with like ambition comes the willingness to like innovate the willingness to like make mistakes and that's that's me really in a nutshell thank you and lastly once all is said and done Audrey how would you like to be remembered Once everything is said and done, I would like to be remembered as someone that I would like to be remembered as someone that was always a constant work in progress. And I don't mean that in a bad way or in a putting myself down way, but I mean that in a way as in I hope that when people think of me, they think of somebody that's always striving to be better than the person that that I was the day before. And I know that sounds incredibly cliche, but I genuinely mean it when I say that I think there is never going to be like, or there's never, in my opinion, like this kind of goal of like living a perfect life. Like to me, it's always about making sure that we continue and that I like in my kind of journey continue to be a better person like every single day and that I continue to do these projects with VTAC to expand their impact but that I also you know just become a better human like develop better 
um, forms of empathy, really engage and connect with more people on the day-to-day. And I just like to be remembered as somebody that never really settled for thinking like, okay, this is how things are. We're just gonna like stick with that. Like I wanna be somebody that really, and I hope that I already like you give off this impression that I'm somebody that tries to like push the needle forward, whether it's in tech and equality or just in other things. Um, I hope to push the needle forward so that future generations don't experience the same barriers that present generations do in terms of fields like technology. Thank you. Thank you so much, Audrey, for sharing your story with us today here on Your Brand, Your Story. Thank you for sharing your humanness and authenticity. We wish you all the best in your journey at Stanford, as well as your continued success in WeTech. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. Really enjoyed all the questions and wishing you all the best as well. Thank you. Watch out for my upcoming book, Craft Your Personal Brand Story and Know the GIFT or the GIFT method. I believe that every personal brand has a story. And if you're struggling to craft that story and also having a hard time attracting opportunities like clients, customers, employers, then this is the book for you.